This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Data shows China far from meeting P1 pledges. Chairman seeks boost in cattle CFAP and score one for U.S. cheese. Biden blasts Trump over phase one pace. New data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows that China has a long way to go to fulfill its phase one commitments despite a surge in sales in recent weeks. The U.S. exported $6.6 billion worth of farm goods in China in the first half of this year, the second lowest amount since 2009. China, however, has pledged to buy $36.5 billion this year. Former Vice President Joe Biden says Trump's trade policy is failing badly. Biden said Trump hasn't even managed to secure half of China's purchase commitments under the agreement. This is only the latest setback for a deal that has failed to deliver for the American people literally every step of the way. Elsewhere, Biden's holding a virtual roundtable on rural issues today with Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow, the ranking Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee. Peterson looks to boost cattle relief. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson says he's urging USDA to use unspent funds in the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program to increase payments to cattle producers who he says have been shorted by the current formula. Peterson made the comment during an online debate yesterday with candidates for the 7th and 8th congressional districts in Minnesota. USDA has paid out just $6.8 billion of the $16 billion budgeted for CFAP. Payments to cattle producers have varied sharply depending on when their animals were marketed. In the meantime, Peterson joined House Agriculture's top Republican Mike Conaway of Texas and leaders of the Livestock Subcommittee in asking Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue yesterday to provide aid to sheep and lamb producers hurt by the bankruptcy of a lamb processor in Colorado. By the way, the sharpest disagreement between the candidates during the debate on Tuesday was probably over rural broadband. Peterson called for using the Universal Service Fund revenue to pay for rural broadband. USF funds come from taxes on phone bills. But Dave Hughes, the Republican who lost by four points to Peterson in 2018, said that the federal government has no business being involved in broadband development. Hughes is running in next Tuesday's GOP primary against former Lieutenant Governor Michelle Fishbach. She signals support for comments made by 8th District GOP incumbent Peter Stauber, who endorsed a bipartisan bill that would require the Federal Communications Commission to accelerate an existing broadband expansion program. RMA mulls easing cover crop restrictions. Livestock producers may find out soon whether USDA's Risk Management Agency will ease restrictions on haying and grazing on cover crops. RMA Administrator Martin Barbary told AgriPulse, quote, There's some discussions going on. Might see an announcement soon. The agency eased restrictions last year because of a forage deficit due to the unusually wet spring. Crop insurance rules bar harvesting or grazing of cover crops on prevented planting acreage before November 1. By the way, 
RMA is authorizing insurance companies to extend premium payment deadlines by 60 days. Premiums that originally would be due October 1 now aren't due until December 1. U.S. group claims cheese name victory. The U.S.-based consortium of common food names is claiming victory over French and Swiss groups that tried to trademark the cheese name Gruyère in the U.S. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office rejected the request, agreeing with CCFN that Yugar is a generic name for a common cheese. This is a victory for consumers as it preserves a variety of choices for shoppers in the cheese case by safeguarding a term that has been used by cheesemakers outside of Europe for many years, said CCFN Executive Director Jaime Castaneda, who is also a senior vice president for the U.S. Dairy Export Council. U.S. ethanol exports got a boost in June. The U.S. exported 78.5 million gallons of ethanol in June, a 16% increase over May. That according to the latest data compiled by the Renewable Fuels Association. The uptick was largely due to a surge in sales to Canadian buyers who moved up to regain the title of the largest foreign market for U.S. ethanol. The U.S. sold 27.4 million gallons of ethanol to Canadian buyers in June, an 89% increase from May that helped push U.S. sales back to pre-COVID levels. Other major importing countries included Finland, South Korea, and the Netherlands. Brazil, previously the largest foreign buyer of U.S. ethanol, purchased virtually nothing in June, according to the RFA. Report. More research needed on dicamba impacts. Environmental groups say EPA shouldn't renew dicamba registrations this year until it thoroughly researches the effects of the volatile herbicide on native wildlife and plants. As the widely used product move off their intended application site, they pose threats to wild plants and the wildlife that depend upon them, says a report prepared by the National Wildlife Federation, Prairie Rivers Network, and the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation. Loss of native plants and declines in forage quality pose risk to bees and other beneficial insects that rely on pollen and nectar for food. Dicamba has been the subject of lawsuits which have resulted in a $400 million settlement for soybean growers at a federal appeals court ruling vacating three of the four products on the market. Registrants and farm groups are pushing for a rehearing in that case. Hemp, state agency, seeks early action on deadline. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture and the National Industrial Hemp Council, they're urging Congress to act quickly to extend USDA's hemp pilot program through next year. In a letter to congressional leaders, the two groups said they're worried that an extension in the House Ag Appropriations Bill won't be enacted in time. New federal regulations are scheduled to take effect on October 31, replacing the pilot program. States also are supposed to have oversight programs in place by that date. In a separate letter, NASDA and NIHC are asking Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue for enforcement discretion in implementing its hemp 
regulations. FDA, impact of arsenic limit likely minimal. FDA is setting a new action level of 100 parts per billion for inorganic arsenic in infant rice cereals. The agency takes into account action levels and other factors in considering whether to pursue enforcement action. Suzanne Main, director of FDA Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, says most products on the market already are under the level. Tests done in 2018 showed 76% of samples were at or below the 100 part per billion level, compared to 47% in 2014 and 36% between 2011 and 2013. Here's today's He Said It. If we can reach a compromise on these big issues, I think everything else will fall in place. If we can't reach an agreement on these big issues, then I don't see us coming to an overall deal. That Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin on what needs to be achieved by Friday in the negotiations over a coronavirus relief package. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 6th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.